Hello, how are you? It's Aiden Jones here, and you're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 10th of January, 2023. Oh, mate, how am I? You know, I've just had the most wonderful day, and the yesterday, and the yesterday before that. Um, I feel kind of tired right now. I feel nervous about doing the podcast, actually, because I just, I didn't, I didn't like last week's podcast, felt very laboured. And you know, effortful. And it didn't. Um, it didn't raise me up like I'm used to the podcast doing. You know, um, and then I started spiraling. Here we go. I'll do it now. I'll, I'll. You know what? What have I been thinking since last week's podcast? I've been thinking like that was a bad podcast. I didn't enjoy it. Maybe I should stop doing the podcast. Maybe I should. I mean, that's it. That's actually the only thought. It's just maybe I should stop doing the podcast. But I don't want to stop doing the podcast because, <laughs> like, there's no financial reasons. There's no reasons in terms of, like, I mean, actually, I do really appreciate the people who listen to it. You know, even last week when it was, I just, I didn't think it was good. Still, 50 I even in the fucking, in the description last week, what did I put actually? What did I write? Let's see. Because I was hurting after that pod, man. I was fucking, I just really had had a bad time and I just wanted to forget it as quickly as possible. I put, first week of the new year and I'm boring myself with how organized and focused I am. I have goals and dreams and I'm working towards them while also trying to treat the people around me with empathy and respect. What an absolutely tedious load of shit. And that's how I felt. That is exactly how I felt. Last week, I felt like it was a tedious load of shit. I I was talking about my goals, but I wasn't even that excited to talk about the goals. And here I am a week later. The goals are doing good, you know? I've been doing my stuff. I'll tell you, I've been... Uh, so, I've, my plan is to live on $30 a week. Sorry, $30 a week. <laughs> my plan is to forage for mushrooms in the nearby fields and sustain myself living only on those. Um, nah, man, I, uh, I want to live on $30 a day for food. And look, I'm going over that, but that's like the goal. I feel like I'm going to go over that. I don't know what the realistic goal is, but what I can tell you is that for the first week of 2023, I spent $295 on food and crap, you know, just like on everything, which I'm I'm pretty happy with. I'm actually really stoked about that because previously when I tried to budget, I set myself the goal of... $50 a day, which is $350 a week. And I went under that this time. And in the past, I've not been able to go under that. And the way I've been doing that is like I'm eating fucking salad with tuna. I'm talking about like mixed leaf from Coles and that um, that like coleslaw mix shit that you get with just like a tin of tuna with oil and some beans. And I got that in my house or when I'm out, it's like one of those mixed salad things with just a tin of tuna and that's 10 bucks and that's a meal and that's sick. And that means I don't feel like a little fatty boy. I'm eating tuna. It's got good saturated fats. This is all shit that I've talked about 
in the last few years on the podcast. How cool is that? I'm accumulating knowledge and it's not just like leaving my head and as I move on to the next thing, it's like staying with me. That scare that I had, when was that? A couple years ago when I was like, oh man, I've got fucking, I got like a test. When I turned, it was when I turned 30 and I had high cholesterol and I went to the doctor and he was like, you got high cholesterol and I went to the dietitian and she said, you should eat less saturated fats and trans fats, remember? And I was joking on the podcast about how they'd be trans fats instead of trans fats and that was, and that is still funny to me. <laughs> They're fats that you would find on a tram. You know what I need? I need a sip of tea. Oh, yeah, honey. That's nice. That is nice. It pains the tongue without burning the tongue. <laughs> I had that two years ago, man. I, I went to the dietitian. We tested my cholesterol and then I fucking went through that and... and um, and started being more mindful about the food that I ate. And the last two years, has it been the last two years? Or maybe it's only been the last year. I started writing in the little month-to-month -month view. You know, in your diary, I don't know. Do you guys get diaries? I love my diary, man. I got a diary from Frankie, that magazine, for the new year. Which, I'm not going to lie, I feel a little bit self-conscious about buying. Because it's like, Frankie, it's marketed to women. And I'm not a woman. I'm a big man. <laughs> I'm a big, strong man, you know. Um, and so I felt a little self-calm like, is that, but no one said anything. I've shown a bunch of people my diary. I'm like, look at my diary. I'm excited. And everyone's like, yep, that seems reasonable. No one's been like, what are you fucking queer? <laughs> what are you? What are you? Some kind of homosexual man with a diary like that. No one said that. But that's the fear in my head. It makes me, I feel like that's what people are going to say, but they haven't. But I got it. One, because it's nice. It's got a nice little woven textured cover and it's yellow. It's a nice shade of like sunflower yellow. But two, because it's got these little sections at the start of every month that are finance, like budgeting sections. So you can put in how much money you're expecting to spend on na 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 na, -na and how much money you're expecting to earn and savings goals. It's just a little page. I love it. That's what I want. That's where I'm at. It's for the it's for the early 30s, man. Oh, I mean, it's for anyone. Frankie, Ma you know what? Frankie Magazine can be for anyone. Hey, let's Google. Let's ask that question to Google. Is Frankie Magazine for chicks? Frankie Magazine is an Australian magazine website and podcast for the creative and curious. See, that to me is like <laughs> bi curious. <laughs> the word curious threatens my masculinity. <laughs> I mean, their website's got pink on it. Come on! <laughs> uh, nah, dude. I reckon I'm all good. <laughs> I reckon I'm okay. I got a diary by Frankie Magazine, um, and and I and I I don't think that makes me gay. <laughs> anyway. Um, so in the last couple years, uh, 
last couple of years in the month to month views, I've been writing what I eat every day and I've not been looking back on it or checking it, but it was just a way to kind of reaffirm a level of mindfulness for myself around food and the things that I ate because the stuff that I took from the dietitian was like, I got to eat less saturated fats because that's what's making my cholesterol go up and saturated fats are things like cheese, shit that's deep fried, fried in vegetable oils is really bad. Um, so like if you're going to get a sandwich at lunch, she was like, get chicken, but just get grilled chicken. Don't get fried chicken. If you get a schnitzel, it's going to be saturated fat and fried and oil. That's bad for you. So try and get a veggie thing or get like a grilled chicken. If you're getting chicken, get grilled chicken. Don't get fried chicken. I've really, it's in my head. And then also oily fish is good because it has omega-3, which is good fats and it lowers your cholesterol in your body. Those are things that I've learned. Isn't that nice? And now I have that information and I'm also trying to be more mindful about money. So this year in my month to month view, every day I'm writing everything that I spend money on, food, coffee. Um, it was my housemate's birthday on Thursday. We got her a cake. I put that in there, you know, shit that I think I would normally be lenient with myself with and be like, nah, that doesn't count. It's like, well, did you spend money on it? Yes. So it counts. So put it in there. And, um, I'm trying to be more accountable with that. And last week, I spent $295. All up, all told. I'm not counting the 30 bucks I spent on my Mikey because I just, I don't know. I feel like that's transport and that's like a separate thing. <sighs> so yeah, first week down of the year. How are your guys' goals doing? Are they doing well? Are, they, are your goals doing well? <sighs> I've had a great day, man. I worked today. Again, it's Monday. Um, I'm recording this at the end of the day on Monday. Um, I've just done a day of my day job. And, uh, man, it was just one of those days. You know, I've been thinking about people talk about like, and when I say people, I mean like those fucks who do like, I feel like just any kind of rhetoric around like it's your choice to feel good, you know, like the hustle grind mindset the fucking gym fucks. It's your choice. Happiness is a choice. Happiness isn't a choice. How arrogant of anyone to think that happiness is a choice. Like I was enjoying my good day today. It was just one of those days, man. Like it's good weather. I uh, I got the bus out to Mooney Ponds and just walked up and down the street doing the job that I'm doing. Oh, I've got a little alarm there. How about you? Fuck off. Um, went up and down the street doing my work and uh, talking to people from shops and it just felt like everyone was in a good mood. It felt like I was in a good mood and I was having nice conversations with people. I spoke to a lady who told me about her 19-year-old son who broke into Marvel Stadium recently. <laughs> How cool is that? <laughs> she was just like... We got chatting. I was like, how's your Christmas? She was like, oh, yeah, I was just hanging out with my son. He's 19. I left his father when he was four. And that's good. I was like, fuck yeah, man. Good for you. She was loving it. And she goes, I was like, how's he? And she was like, oh, he broke into Marvel Stadium. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. She was like, yeah. And now Current Affair are doing like a... <laughs> current Affair are doing like a story on him trying to chase him down 
because he broke into Marvel Stadium and she was like, man, they should be thanking him because he showed, like, there was no one there and he, he could have fucking stolen shit or smashed shit and he didn't. And I was like, you're totally right. Mate, let me fucking find this guy. She told him, she told me his name. Uh, let's go. History. All right. Now, where's this? No, it's not Ben Jennings. It's not Eventbrite. Where's my fucking current affair? Here we go. Brazen Stadium Daredevil fronts up to a current affair after bragging online. Fuck, they're the worst, aren't they? Fronts up after bragging online. They're really trying to paint this kid. I'm on her side. I think he fucking rocks. Some brazen backstage daredevils have filmed themselves running amok inside Melbourne's Marvel Stadium. Now one of the group has confront has fronted a current affair after videos posted online that bragged about their antics. I'm just about having fun, 18-year-old Melbourne apprentice plumber Jordan Forte told a current affair. He's fucking 18, dude. It is, man. This is what the chick was saying. She was just like, they're fucking grown-ass people harassing kids. And it's true. Her son's... He's 19. And some grown-ass... Ugh. I shouldn't even be... They roamed the grounds of the foyer and the machinery, making Marvel Stadium their playground for two hours. <laughs> That's sick. Once they were done, they didn't need a getaway car because no one was on their tail. Oh my God, here we go. Here we go. Veteran journalist and 3AW broadcaster Neil Mitchell, veteran journalist, spoke to Forte on air following their shenanigans. Mitchell believes security at the stadium needs to improve. 100%. Veteran journalist. Does that just mean old man who hasn't done anything noteworthy with his fucking life? That's like when people fucking introduce me as a comic and they go, it's happened a few times. They're like, legend of the scene. And it's like, when you say legend, what you mean is he's been around for ages and he doesn't have any credits. <laughs> That's what veteran broadcaster means. He's been doing this shit for ages and he makes a living and there's nothing wrong with that. I guess veterans are honorific. It's a good thing. I don't know. Why am I trying to attack people? I'm in a good mood. Why am I trying to turn this around on veteran broadcaster Dick McFuckley, who's out there in his veteran age harassing an 18-year-old boy? Why? Well, that's, you know, hey, God will judge him. So who am I to do it for him? I think that was cool as shit, man. I met that lady. She was proud of her son for breaking into Marvel Stadium. <laughs> and I love it. And we chatted, um, man, it was in stark contrast. You know what, actually, maybe I can, oh, actually, oh. on Friday, I had not even a bad day, but I was just, I, I guess today was in contrast to Friday because on Friday I worked, I went to Geelong, I did a gig in Geelong, so I thought I'd do some of my work in Geelong beforehand, going into all these shops and I was just, my mindset was so like, I have to do this and I just have to do it as quick as possible. And I was rushing, you know, like I, I, I reckon if you could have checked my heartbeat, it would have been so quick. And I was just trying, I was like, I'm going to fucking smash it out, man. I want to smash it out. Um, and yeah, it just, I didn't enjoy it like I did today, but there was nothing really different about the day that I had. I did, only slightly more work on Friday and I was going to do more, but the day ended because I went into, I, I was putting my stickers up for work 
That's what I do. I'm trying to be vague about what I do because I've been fired for talking about my work on the podcast before. So I'm trying not to 100% let on about what it is that I do just in case. But I was putting up stickers in these retailers because that's my job. And I ask, you know, I go in and I go, hey, I've got these stickers that I put up. And they go, yes, sweet. And I did that. And then I was like about 20 minutes later and some lady who I hadn't spoken to came in from the shop and she was like, are you She's yelling? Are you putting up stickers? Are you just putting these up? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, no, I'm taking it. No, you can't do that. She was just yelling at me. I can't, you can't. So I finished what I was doing and went back to her shop. And the girl who I'd spoken to was looking at me like, sorry. And this lady was just like yelling and angry. And I was like, apologize. I was trying to remember the email thing that I did a few weeks ago where I was just completely apologized and was trying to be humble and ended up getting an apology. And it was nice. I tried to do that, but I couldn't do it in person. It just made me feel bad. How shitty is that when someone yells at you? Like, I don't think I was in the wrong. I did the right thing. I asked the person. I put the things up, you know, like what else am I supposed to do? But evidently she came back and then the person who gave me the go-ahead shouldn't have but that's not my fault and she took it out on me and it made me feel really bad and sad it kind of ended my day at work but like i don't know that day i guess maybe i was going too fast like i was just stressed and going too fast today doing the same job you know in a similar situation but for some reason i was just going slow i was relaxed I was like, maybe I'll do heaps of work today. Maybe I won't do that much work. I ended up doing the same amount of work. I worked for the same amount of time. But I was just happier. And I'm not sure why. I guess that's what I was talking about before. The hustle grind mindset guys. The gym guys. Taking credit for being in a good mood. I don't know. I mean, I guess you look after yourself and you you eat good and you find time for yourself and to be happy and cultivate happiness. And that makes you be in a good mood and you rested, you know? But by the same token, some days it just feels like you wake up and you're in a good mood and you don't really know what you did. Before Friday, all right, so Wednesday and Thursday, Wednesday, I rode to St Kilda and back and then I rode to some like a gig and back. And so I did a lot of, I rode like fucking, I rode like 38 Ks on Wednesday. Hung out with some friends. It was a really good day. Got some work done. Did some gigs, did some riding. It was great. And then Thursday, did some work. And then uh, had my housemate's birthday. We had dinner at home, had some cake, went and played pool. Wednesday and Thursday, two great days. And then Friday, I, I guess I just had it in my head. I put pressure on myself and I had it in my head. Like I've got to go to Geelong and do this work today. And then I've got this gig. And it was just, it was a long day. I just, that was my mindset. I woke up early and it was a long day. So maybe that put me in a bad mood. And do I really believe that? Did I, did I? <laughs> I just think that lady yelling at me was out of my control because then, all right, I look at Wednesday and Thursday being the lead up to Friday and the kind of shitty day that I had Friday. And then I compare that to Saturday, Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, Saturday was like the perfect day, man. Saturday, I was going to have Sunday as my rest day. I was going to have that be like, all right, you know, I'll work on Saturday and then I'll go, I was like play football. I have a standing appointment now, Saturday at 2.30. I play football with a bunch of guys in Carlton. It's fucking sick. 
But in my planning, I was like, well, I'll work a bit on Saturday morning. I'll send some emails and do some like comedy admin stuff and then I'll go play football. But I woke up and I was like, you know what? I don't want to do that at all. So I watched, I, I called my girlfriend. We're still doing long distance. We're still doing it. We haven't broken up. <laughs> I haven't fucked it up. I haven't, you know, destroyed the relationship or done some fucking stupid. I haven't done anything. We're just talking all the time. The relationship's good. I really care about her and I love talking to her. And that's great. So on Saturday morning, I woke up and we watched the... We've been watching Black Books and we watched the last episode of the last season of Black Books. Um, I haven't watched the whole season. That's one of my favorite shows. But I guess part of living a life where I am constantly meeting new people but never never, never having like long relationships, which is the life that I've lived for most of my life. Black Books has been... That's funny. Black Books has been my go-to, you know, like meet a girl, go on a few dates, sleep together a few times and then like I move on to another place or the relationship kind of fizzles out after a few months. But Black Books is always my go-to. Let's watch this thing but and so i've watched the first like two three episodes so many times but i've never really gone beyond that and i don't really watch it by myself because i just don't watch shows by myself so i could quote you the first two three episodes like you know the whole thing but then i've noticed because me and my girlfriend watched all of it all three seasons as you get deeper into it a lot of them I haven't seen in ages because I just haven't had the opportunity. I reckon me and my high school girlfriend watched all of it and that was probably the last time. Fucking how crazy is that? So we watched the last one and it's really sweet. I always loved there's a sweet moment with Bernard um, where, uh, you know, the show is like three completely dysfunctional characters but they're friends and Manny meets this girl at the party and then Fran's going on a date the next day and she's like, I'm not going to sleep at the place, but they're drunk. But she's just like, goes to sleep on the couch and uh, Bernard takes his coat off and just like puts it on her. And it's not even a sweet moment. They don't linger on it at all, but it's really nice, man. It's a nice way to end the season because the show is so absurd and silly and full of jokes and these characters are just assholes and they hate each other. But there's this one moment to be like, these two are friends and they love each other. And they're not, it's not a romantic thing and it doesn't need to be. That's what I really love that about it. it. It's As a show, it's like these people don't need to be in love. They don't need to be romantically whatever. They're just friends. Ah, oh, fuck. It was perfect. So I loved that. Watched that with my girlfriend in the morning. Then... Um, went oh that's right and then at like 11 i was like you know what i want to do i've been really good eating good and and like being frugal all week so uh i'm gonna go get a nice meal and i called a friend up and i said hey do you want to go get breakfast and so we went and got breakfast at a nice place in thornbury he was just finishing up finishing up work for the day he just did like a half day at his work so i rode out to thornbury and we had fucking killer breakfast and then I went to a bar and read my book for like half an hour and then met up with the boys and we played football and it was hot. We played football in the sun. I got there at three and we played till like six. I scored, man, one of the best goals ever. 
I'm telling you. We had a good bunch of guys, probably like 16 guys out there playing football. So we got to play on the full pitch. It was really hot. We had to keep taking breaks, but the game was great. And I got a goal running into space in the middle of the box from a corner. And whoever took the corner played it quick and I let it go through my legs and back heeled it across the keeper and into the back post, like at the back post into the goal. Oh my God. It was perfect. It was so smooth. It just, God, that felt so good, man. One of my mates was like that, a good keeper wouldn't have been able to stop that. And I was like, I know that was perfect, right? Across the keeper. That's how you're supposed to shoot. And a few guys who haven't come out to the game before came out and uh, the level was high. The game was close. My team lost again. It sucked. I feel like I haven't won one of those games yet, but whatever. I scored some good goals, played well. And then after the game, oh, like my favorite bit of those Saturdays is we all sit down on the AstroTurf afterwards at like around six as the sun's going down and we just chat and um, also just like having made the decision this year that I'm moving to the UK and that by the end of this year, I'm going to be living in the UK. It's making me go like, all right, when I'm having these moments in Melbourne with the life that I've like, I've built myself a life in the last five years in Melbourne and I'm really proud of it. And uh, I just want to take the next six months to really enjoy those moments. And that sitting down with a bunch of comics from the Melbourne comedy scene and we've just played football for three hours together and then like sitting there on the AstroTurf um, as the sun sets, just talking shit, you know, and like making each other laugh and telling dumb stories and talking about comedy and uh, and giving each other shit. It's just, it's great, you know, and we're a bunch of guys. I fucking love the boys, man. I really... I don't know if <laughs> sometimes it feels it's like, are you allowed to say that? Or what the, what the fuck does that even mean? Who cares? Are you allowed to say that? I do. I just love hanging out with a bunch of guys playing football and then just chatting shit. It's the best. So we did that. And then it was getting later and we were hungry and a bunch of us even went to uh, we went to a Vietnamese place and I got to choose the place. I was like, do you guys want to get food, Vietnamese? And they let me choose the place, which is such a treat. I love choosing the place. So we went to An Min on Ligon Street um, up near B East, you know, and I got to ride my bike. Everyone else was driving, but I was like, I rode my bike. So I was like riding along Rathdown Street, Carlton as the sun went down in the like golden hour, you know, got there and there were seven of us and I took a nice photo. That's going to be the photo for this week is going to be, um, the photo that I took, you know, when you're sitting at dinner at a table with food and you take the photo from above, I took that one. I was also taking it to send to my girlfriend cause she had just woken up in Dublin. I was like, look, I'm out with the boys. But I'll, I'll uh, do Deep Dream on that photo. And Out With The Boys, that's the name of this week's podcast, Out With The Boys. Yes. So did that, had some great Vietnamese food, chatted more shit and then uh, they all went home and I was by myself and I was riding home and then I was like, you know what? I deserve an ice cream. And that was, a, it was a big blowout financially on Saturday. It was like 32, no, 36 bucks for breakfast 
16 for Vietnamese and then 8 for ice cream. I went past Gelato Messina, got an ice cream. I'm not going to lie, the scoops were a little bit small. <laughs> Did I ever tell the story? <laughs> Whenever I think about complaining about how big the scoops are at the ice cream place, I always think about one time a few months ago, I was at, um, I was at Peter Pippo on Ligon Street in Carlton and uh, I was like ordering my thing and some lady came in, some like Karen-aged lady came in behind me who just like with her ice cream, like brandishing it in the face of the fucking 20-year-old who was there serving and was just like, I'm so excuse me, I'm sorry. Is that like, are we uh, uh, really? Like, is that really? She was just like, it wasn't big enough. She was like, I'm sorry. I just like, are we really, is that okay? <laughs> and I was just like, I mean, look, sometimes you just, you don't, Get a big scoop, you know? And it is a bummer because for ice cream, you're looking forward to it. But come on, man. You're getting ice cream, you know? It's already like a big moment. Do you need more or can you just... I feel like if you're getting ice cream, it's like the height of indulgence. It's not a matter-of-fact occurrence. Getting ice cream, it just is special. And you're treating yourself and you're being a bit greedy and gluttonous anyway by getting ice cream. So to be like, I want 10% more. It's just like, fuck me, man. How much more are you expecting from life right now? Just take what you're given and be happy that you're in a point in your life where you have the free time and the, and the money to get an ice cream. Just be grateful for that. How fucking sick is that? You get to have an ice cream, you fat fucking cunt. <laughs> You loser. I want a little bit more of this ice cream. It's like, maybe just fucking eat that. And then if you want more, come back and buy some fucking more, cunt. Or or just be unhappy. Or just accept that no amount of ice cream is ever going to make you happy. <laughs> That's it. It's it for you. You tried. You spent eight bucks. On two scoops of ice cream in a cone on a Sunday evening with your friend and you live in a beautiful city and the weather's nice and still not enough, not enough, <laughs> you know, <laughs> insufficient. I try and remember that now because you do, man, like, you know, the, the world is full of diminishing returns and the thing that made you happy last week isn't going to make you happy this week. And I went to Messina and I got that. Even sometimes I get there and the like daily specials are all done. I got there and the specials were still going. I had my choice of everything that the wizards at Gelato Messina could possibly conjure up. We are at the bleeding edge of gelato evolution in this country. Gelato is... Ne you can never in history get a better gelato than you could on the, the 7th of January 2023 at Gelato Messina in Brunswick East in Melbourne. You can't. It's impossible. It doesn't exist. And I had them all there and still there was, there's always a little pang, you know, you, a little pang of like, no, I, I want more. And I saw it and I saw the two scoops and in my head I was like, no, it could be a little bit bigger. And I was like, Aiden, shut up and fucking pay it or you'll never be happy. <laughs> so I did and I ate my ice creams and then 
I called my mate. I sat down and I ate my ice cream and I didn't even put my headphones in. I was like, this isn't a moment for headphones. This is a moment to just enjoy eating an ice cream in the sun in, as the sun goes down. And then I, called, I got a message from my mate in the UK saying that he was happy. He just said that. He just said, I'm really happy to our group chat. I'm really happy today, boys. And I was like, man, fuck yes. Me too. I've got to write down out with the boys. And I thought, he's just woken up and he's happy in his life right now. So I'm going to fucking call him. I called him and he said, what do you want, cunt? <laughs> I was like, yes. And we chatted um, for like half an hour. Again, great. And then I got on my bike and uh, another, I want to say like the peak of the day, but the day was just full of peaks. The day was just one flatlining peak. If it was an audio wave, it would have been clipping the whole way. It would have been like you need to fucking normalize and put a filter on that because that is a nightmare of audio engineering. But as a day, beautiful. Um, after I finished my ice cream and called my mate, I was riding my bike for the rest of the way home and I turned down Albion Street, Albion, Albion Street off of Ligon Street and... Uh, I just pulled my phone out because, again, I was like, oh, I wish my girlfriend was here to share this with me. And I pulled my phone out and I was just riding west towards the setting sun and uh, put on video and I was riding no hands, which I just – it's like I love riding no hands. It just makes me feel free. And uh, I rode no hands and I just filmed the ride going forwards. So you know what? I'm going to post that on the Instagram this week as a reel. Um. I just filmed it. I just filmed me riding and you can kind of like hear me breathing, but it was just my way of, I was like in my head, like I'm going to send this to my girlfriend, you know, um, just my way of like, I guess, trying to share that moment with her. There's a part of me even that doing long distance, I was saying this to her the other day, like it sucks and it's hard because she's not here. And there have been a few times this week when I felt like, man, I, I'm even this weekend, like having such a great day on Saturday, Saturday was honestly the perfect day. And um, there was a part of me towards the end of the day that I thought it would have been nice to be able to have that day with her and, uh, and you know, if she was here when I woke up and we were feeling good and just whatever that day would have been if it was me and her. But, like, I think there's also something to be said for, like, in the future when we are living together and in a relationship and, you know, everything that that entails... I'll probably be nostalgic for this period in my life. And there's there's parts of a long-distance relationship that are really nice, like looking forward to talking to her at the beginning and end of my day because that's the time difference and the phone calls that we have and sitting there and like watching a show together. It's nice. And yeah, we can't be together and we can't fuck. <laughs> but like, I don't know. There's things about it that's nice. So I'm trying to trying to like remember to just enjoy that as well um yeah but anyway so i had that day on saturday i had a great day yesterday as well yesterday i went for a three-hour walk without my phone i finished all the work that i wanted to do i took a couple slices of cake to my friends down the road who live nearby cut a couple slices of the birthday cake for them and, and delivered it and we sat down and had a cup of tea and then came back and did a bunch of work at home like emails and bullshit and then 
at around six o'clock, I was like, I think I've done enough work for the day and uh, just fucking left my phone at home, grabbed my wallet, went out, took my book, went for a walk again around the sunset and like up to Coburg Lake and sat there watching the birds fly up to the top of the tree and take shits and then, and then you know, fly off. I saw one bird just like, there's like an island of birds. It's a nightmare island in the middle of Coburg Lake there. It's like an island that like doesn't it's got like a few trees and stuff on it but other than that it's just dirt because it's full of birds <laughs> and just shit <laughs> it's like how do the birds know to go and hang out there and then they just fuck up like i guess they're just like eating everything in the ground so there's like no grass can grow there because they're eating all the seeds and shit i assume i don't know and then that's just where they shit but then i saw one bird i sat on the bench there for a bit in between like reading my book and uh that's the beauty of not having your phone on you is if i had my phone on me i would have just been looking at my phone but because i didn't have it on me i was just watching the birds and i saw this one bird fly up to the top of a tree to the highest branch that was sticking out of the top of this one tree and i was like oh that's sick it's up there and then it just fucking took a shit i was like did it fly up there just to be like yeah, I'm the top of the... I'm the highest bird on the tree. Like, in that, you know, like... <laughs> why did it take a shit then? Did it fly up there to take a shit? Did it want to be like, I want to be... I want to feel good when I take this shit? Or was the shit a celebration? Was the shit like, look at me, I'm up high. I better do something. And like, that's all that birds can really do is just go... Rah! And... <laughs> I loved it. I don't know. I, <laughs> I really liked it. <laughs> And then it flew away pretty quick afterwards. A shit as a celebration. As a human, you can't do that. We've got too much shame around our poo. Or maybe that's it. Maybe birds never look up. So to be high is like... That's like... That's like being hidden away for birds. Because they're always up high and they're looking down so they can see the ground. But if you're the highest bird, birds are never really looking up, are they? So like the highest part of the tree, that's like a toilet for birds and then as soon as the shit leaves your butt you know it's falling down and everyone's like who did that but they can't look up so they can't see let's check can birds look up can birds look up How do birds see where they're going? No. Can birds see above them? Most birds can see to the sides better than to the front and can't see behind them at all. Birds such as ducks have their eyes positioned high up on the sides of their heads. This allows them to see all around them, including behind them. They can also see above them. Yeah, but like what about what about fucking like up in the tree? I don't know, man. I'm going to go ahead and call it birds can't look up. What do you guys think? Hey, call in. <laughs> you fucking pieces of shit. It's not just being able to see long distances that birds are known for. Owls can fly high speed through forests at night. Ducks can spot a predator approaching them. Birds have large eyes. Birds of prey. Birds can't move their eyes much, so they have to move their heads. Rod and cone cells. I mean, just tell, can they look up or not? Other adaptations for good eyesight. Sooner or later, AI is going to get good enough to be able to just answer these questions. That actually must be pretty close. 
I didn't want to pay. You know that AI that you can get that um, can like write essays and news articles and shit? You need to pay for it, which I don't want to do. But we must be pretty close to like I've read articles that says that like that AI can't answer questions or it'll it'll give answers to questions that aren't necessarily right. But pretty soon, I reckon we're going to be at the point where it's like it can just go. Can birds look up? These birds can look up. These birds can look up better than other birds. But until then, I'm I'm saying the birds can't look up. And if you can prove me wrong, give me a message on plus six one four one three six eight seven five nine nine. I reckon that's it for the week. Hey, couple of things to wrap up from last week. First of all, if you were listening to last week, you will know that I was very scared to go and talk to the guy who books a certain Monday night comedy night in Melbourne and ask him if I was okay to perform at the night. Well, I did it last week. I was very scared to go and do it, but I did. I felt bad. On the way there, I was scared. I was like even thinking about turning around and not doing it, but I just thought, you know what? It's a new year and you should go and do it. And I got there and I hung out with the comics for a bit and then I managed to get when he was standing by himself and I walked up to him and said, hey man, uh, I was wondering if I could talk to you about like performing here doing some spots here again and he said we'll have the conversation now no and i was like all right thank you very much and watched a bit more of the show and then i left done done felt bad but you know i tried and i can move on great um the other thing uh and this is a a little victory for uh old tugman here is that um uber car share like car next door thing um, when I uh, left the car with less than a quarter tank of fuel and then found out weeks later that actually I didn't and they hadn't even checked the photo. And then I messaged them and was like, I can't remember whether I read it out, but I'll read it out again. Here we go. Uh, what was his name? Brandy. The, the, guy, the guy, the help guy from Uber Car Share. His name's Brandy. Weird name. I said, hey, Brandy, thank you for removing the charge that was originally credited to my account. Do you mean to tell me that you originally charged my account without even reviewing any evidence that the claim was true or not? Uh, How can I trust that your organization will not do this in the future? You've charged me $30 for something without even checking the photo to see if the thing I'm being accused of happened or not. This is extremely poor service. I'd like you to credit another $10 to my account to make up for the time I've spent going back and forth here as a result of this negligence on your part. Let me know if you think this is unfair at all. I'm happy to chat to you more about it. And again, thank you very much for promptly re-recognizing your mistake once I pointed it out to you, Aiden. Right. I got a, I got a message from them uh, a couple days ago. This is the best possible outcome. And this is the end of it. Sixth of Jan. Hello, Aiden. A thousand apologies about the late revert. A thousand apologies? A thousand. Isn't that nice? I appreciate your patience and understanding regarding the mistake of reviewing the photos sent by one of our owners. Please know that we are very keen in assisting both our owners and borrowers, hence we are doing our best to improve our service. I have credited your account $10 as compensation for the hassle and for your time getting back to us about this matter. It is now available for withdrawal and can be used for your next booking. Let me know if you have any other questions. Warm regards, Brandy, Member Experience Report. Isn't that lovely? I feel really good about that. I feel really good about everything, 
actually. And I feel, you know what? I feel better about this podcast. I think this is back to where we need to be at, huh? And I feel good about my year and how everything's going. I hope you guys are feeling good too. If you've liked this and you're listening, man, and you haven't, give us a review. iTunes, Spotify, five stars, do all of that. Follow the uh, at sitting under podcast on Instagram and have a good rest of your week, man. I hope you're doing good. This has been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Peace.